Hello, everyone. Kyle reporting in in a brief intermission. I'm solo today on the Stellaris Emergency Broadcast. Stark's computer was giving him some fits. I had some interviews lined up with folks for our other podcast. Timing did not work. That being said, I wanted to jump in here and deliver a little bit of a heads up about the patch notes that are up on the Paradox forum. The free 3.0 dick update is now posted if you go and click on a spoilers a 3.0 dick patch notes button there. It will expand, showing you some markdown text uh, with all of the notes. Nemesis expansion features, including espionage, operations, you got your Become the Crisis, Galactic Custodian slash Emperor, which I cannot wait for. Talks about some other things, including new Imperial ship set, which you might have heard us talk about before. Three new musical tracks. Don't think we've mentioned that. Achievements, of course. And then it goes into a big, big breakdown of it. Things I'm really excited to see myself include those industrial districts. So alloys and consumer goods are now produced by industrial districts instead of a factory and forge buildings. Specialized districts remain on an ecumenopolis. I believe this is going to help with AI that we've mentioned before. Let's see if it mentions that in these notes. Mm. Factory and forge buildings now add additional consumer good or ally producing jobs to industrial districts and are both exclusive and planet unique. Ooh. Okay, so you can slap in a building that's going to make that district better, just like with a mining district and all that. that. That's cool. One per planet. I've said this before, but Clicky Hands Kyle's really going to like it with my kind of carpal tunnel ouch going on after playing hours and hours of Stellaris. Uh, anytime I can mash that B button and make it spam build something, I like that. Just like the mines, just like the energy districts. Really cool. Pop growth and assembly. This matters to me a lot as a hive mind. Biological population growth now follows a curve based on the number of pops on the planet and the theoretical carrying capacity of the planet. Pops will start at their normal baseline, but increase in speed as the population grows, eventually leveling off and slowing down as the planet fills up. The overall carrying capacity of a planet is largely based on the total housing the planet has, plus a value for unbuilt and unblocked districts based on the planet class, and it can be seen by examining the planet size tooltip. I think I like the sound of that. Next line. The amount of pop growth or assembled or assembly, sorry, let's restart that. The amount of pop growth or assembly required to create a new pop is now increased by the total number of pops in the empire. Base assembly values have also been adjusted as a result of these changes. The expected number of pops in the late game are significantly lower than before. Oh, that could be great, right? Right, right, right? If pops equal bad processing speed, then less total pops should equal faster processing, less lag late game, question mark, question mark, question mark. I, I don't know. If, if I'm interpreting that right, I'm, I'm a fan of that idea in a big way. A little note here, spawning pools and cloning vats now produce organic pop assembly rather than modifying pop growth. So they add an assembly. Is that that second little area? Like where, where some, where, okay, this is a problem. I don't know this. <laughs> I know hive minds. When you're playing a normal non-hive mine, is is that where you got your normal people that are growing and then you have your machine assembly? Is Am I understanding that correctly? Probably not. This is why I need Stark. I don't really know how much I uh, said about this, but so his his internet was, or I'm sorry, not his internet, his computer with the way we record our stuff was causing problems. Then it collided with my schedule a bit. All in all, Stark has a brand new computer coming this Friday, the 16th. 
That means hopefully we can lure him into more Stellaris with us. Hopefully that means easier recording stuff because he's always had some issues going on with his rig that always just pop up and lag him out and all kinds of nasty, nasty things that we as uh, people don't really have much power over. And so now he is getting that new computer and that should help a ton. What else we got in these notes? So I read over the industrial, the pop. I'm not going to go through everything, of course. Well, hey, actually, you know what? I, I say, of course, if you want to hear that, if you want to hear a huge breakdown, Stark and I have done that for other games. I will leave it to you, the listener. Please, please, please email me. Jump in the Gilded server. Kyle at revelatornetwork.com is the email. Gilded.gg forward slash RPN is the hangout spot. Let me know if you want to see a full patch note breakdown, because we could definitely go and, and hammer these hard. We're probably going to do a balance when we uh, do our post Stellaris update. We're probably going to like talk people through stuff. I, I, this is my estimation. Probably do a roundup, having me played it from the 15th onwards, giving some thoughts. I'm sure Stark will get in there and do a round. Maybe he, his schedule's kind of hard to get him into the game. Hopefully he can get in there, especially with the new computer arriving. That'd be nice. Get in there, give our afterthoughts for the following week. We're talking about April 21st. I would love to do a wrap up on it. Kind of give, you know, what, what's our what's our what's our four days of Nemesis feel like? And then from there, break that out a little bit further. Go into more of these talking points. Talk through some of the more specific things that are a, a little bit harder to find in here. Because there's just like a lot that's affecting modding I'm looking at right now. This is way, 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 way over my head. A lot on automation is in here. That could be really cool. Especially, I, I would like to figure out how automation works. It says it has significant updates and have been made to the planetary and sector automation. Planetary automation build lists and behavior have been heavily revised. Seems to me like we could do a great, at least mini-sode on the automation feature alone. I feel, I feel like so many things in Stellaris deserve 15-minute segments. This is what Stark and I have been going back and forth. Like, it if we're ever out of topics for the game, there is just so much to rake through in the history of it. Just pull back the history of each things and, and dive into each. So I say we were going to just rake back all the leaves on this. I started jotting a list. Let me click on it while we talk here. I was like, I want to go in and explain to people things that I take either for granted or just completely ignore in the game. I'd love to learn things about the Vlur in detail, talk to folks about how they can get the Null Void Beam. We uh, put down the Blorg that get mentioned in the game. Mm, there's just topics in here. Let's see, I want to talk about friendly star bases, how those could be upgraded or uh, changed in the future. Don't know if they're in these patch notes. But I want to be able to repair and upgrade at friendly star bases. Hmm. By friendly, I mean like teams, like Federation star bases. And I wonder now, is that a thing? Like, how's that working with the Imperium? Can you... Like, if I'm playing with my good friend Mac, if Mac's out there and she has a star base at the end of her space and I'm helping her hold a sector, I want to be able to upgrade and repair at her star base. I think that would save time instead of my people having to hoof it back into friendly, like, my personal space and then repair. So that'd be a cool topic to go into. Oh, deep diving on quests and how archaeology works. I play stellaris a lot and there are again just things i take it for granted i'm just like boom boom click 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 and i don't take the time to dive into the system i have a, a for a lot of it i have a very good working foundation 
so I think, but you don't know what you don't know. Uh, I may be saying, hey, I totally get archaeology. I slap my best archaeologist on the case and they do this, that and the other. Truth be told, I actually never looked under the hood. I don't know how the whole archaeology system works in a fine grain thing with the clues and the breakthrough chances and the I don't know. I don't know. I slap my best on it and they do their thing and then I get what I get. I could absolutely see that being a great episode for people to, to dive deeper in. So I hope my little 10, 15 minute ramble here today has been somewhat enlightening. I've called out just a couple things that you're going to find in these notes. There's a big section on balance, habitat and void dweller balance changes, ring world. Oh, wait, I'm a ring world person. Ring world segments provide. Oh, no. Oh, wait. So it says Ringworld segments provide half as many jobs as they used to. That was the fear. And the size of Ringworlds has been increased to 10. Commercial Ringworld segments now have more clerk jobs, but no artisan jobs. I don't think that... Does that touch me as a hive mind? Shattered Ring Origin now conveys Ringworld habitability preference and begins with more blockers on their home world. <gasps> Shattered Ring Blockers now also provide negative one max districts. Shattered Ring Origin is no longer... <gasps> ah! Stop it! Sorry, I can't. The Shattered Ring Origin is no longer guaranteed nearby habitable planets. <gasps> oh! <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. There's a lot of inner dialogue happening here. I... Love the Ring World Shattered Ring Origin. I play it almost every time. It's it's just become my friendly groove that I'm in. Again, I love my hive mind. I love my Ring World. I'm sorry to say, but I'm that person that goes to the restaurant. And it's like, oh yeah, I, I know what I really love here, and I love it because I love it, and I love it so much that I don't want to try other things on the menu. To me, that's the hive mind. I've played some other stuff. You know, I've done like the Machine Hive. Uh, I, I, in the old days, played the regular stuff, but none of it jived with me. And anytime I deviate, I just have that craving in my heart. So back to the Ringworld origin, I play that all the time. I just love it. It it works well for my play style. This may be, oh, this is going to be a huge kick in the pants. We'll see how good of a player I am now without my uh, Ringworld origin. To be fair, that origin was a big, big buff. That thing allows you to go with big science early, big energy, big food. Having these, these are very, I want to say they sound on paper fair. It was OP. Maybe the game will provide me more of a challenge now that I can't just easy mode it. Uh, I did really love that though. That that was, that build of Hive Mind plus Ringworld in, in uh, you know, federations and stuff, that, that was really, really powerful. Wow. So yes, more of these are going to happen. Homeworlds now normally range from 18 to 21 instead of, whoa, 16. Okay. They're up, wow. 18 to 21 instead of 16 to 18. Nice. Empire starting resources and buildings have been adjusted. Wow. There's so much. Okay. I'm going to leave you here. I, I promise if you want us to do segments on this, we could, and maybe a way to do it is just to break it up because listening to 40 minutes to an hour of us going through these could make your brain leak out your ears. We've done it, uh, but let us know. I, I, I want to talk about these. These continue to get more and more amazing. Oh my gosh, there's UI changes. I'm leaving. I have to leave. I have to leave. Thank you for listening. 
If you've listened to my ramble this long, I appreciate you all the more. Kudos to you. This has been really, really fun. I'm glad I got to mental dump some stuff. Of course, go over and check out the website, revelatornetwork.com. I am in negotiations to get ad-free feeds going on up there. So get ready to check that out. If you become a member of the network, you will have access to those. And you can do that by going to revelatornetwork.com forward slash subscribe or by clicking on the subscribe button in the uh, top bar. Get in there, become a member. There's a lot of stuff going in there. Most of it's related to our paranormal podcast, Chaos and Shadow. That one is really, really fun. I love that so much. So if you like UFOs in the real world, that's a great one to subscribe to. We just did one on the uh, USS Kid situation that was reported on where a, uh, a Navy destroyer in 2019, I believe, was swarmed by, quote, drones like 100 miles off the coast of California that were in terribly inclement weather, doing all kinds of crazy stunts and acrobatics, like almost landing on the ship deck. Yeah, it's it's weird stuff. It's weird. The UFO field right now is really fascinating. I am, you know, put me right in the Stellaris universe. I, I'm one of those people that's like, kind of sort of the psionic route. I'm like, I think we create a lot of this universe in our minds. I think like there's a lot to be said. We know scientifically placebo effect. Uh, one of the things we talk about in Chaos and Shadow is some of the real CIA programs that are declassified where they were doing things like that. Operation Stargate, the gateway process, all this like really interesting parapsychology things that the government dumped a lot of money into. It's really, really cool. We talk about all that stuff. So if you, I think if you're a Stellaris player, You'd really, really dig on that a lot just because there's a huge overlap. No doubt why I play both games, like play that game, talk about the paranormal stuff. Uh, the Valheim podcast has some new episodes coming soon as soon as we get some more updates on that game. So if you play Valheim, search up Kyle's Valheim po- uh, Bulletin. Kyle's Valheim Bulletin. That one is kicking some major butt. I just need to get in there and record. I haven't played lately since we haven't had too many updates to the game. So revelatornetwork.com. Leave the show some five-star reviews. Do we have any new ones? I don't know. I'll have to check on that later. So there's someone starting to cut a thing outside my window, which may get into the recording. I will absolutely call it stop and quit here. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to this. Absolutely. You're amazing for being a listener, for being a subscriber. It would mean the world to me if you shared the show out with other Stellaris players that you know and love. If you frequent any forums or anything like that where you're allowed to share it, that's the big key. You know, don't don't break any rules. Please don't. Don't promo us in spots where you might get in trouble. But if you got friends that are playing, you got friends that you think might uh, enjoy the show format that might have something to contribute to the show. We're always looking for people that want to volunteer in some way, shape or form, whether it's art, whether it's research, topic idea, creation, social media help. Good Lord, I'm not good at our Twitter on this one. I just <laughs> I don't even. But I'm over on Twitter. Twitter.com forward slash Kyle Paranormal. And uh, yeah, stay safe out there. We will catch up with you in the next week or so. Wish Stark good luck on his computer and enjoy yourself some nemesis right in right away and let us know your thoughts. I want to know them from you so we can include them in the show. Leave them in those uh, five-star reviews as well. Talk soon. Bye.